Super Bowl Sunday didn't go too well. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> Yo, buddy, I lost every single bet. Me too. My dumb ass, I was like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, three plus touchdowns, easy. <laughs> Chiefs minus three, obviously. Got it. Tom fucking Brady, dickhead. Should have hopped on birds versus boys. We were all about, all of us said Tampa. On, not one part of me thought Tampa was going to win that game until it started. And I was like, fuck, this is over already. Yeah. I think even Tony Romo felt it. He was like, this feels different. It was like, this it was something in the air. <laughs> no. He's like, this does not feel like a comeback. No, and it, it was like 28 to nine or something. I was like, this isn't 28 to three at all. This is, no, these are two different teams. This is not the Texans. This is not going to be a 24 nothing comeback. No. I I forget who it was. It was either on Twitter or someone in the booth. Or they mentioned that. It's like, hey, it was Twitter. Yeah, it was like Patrick Mahomes down double digits heading into like halftime or something is like eight and two. And I was like, I don't think that's – this feels like a different type of beast. <laughs> yeah, because in those games, he wasn't down double digits to Tom Brady. He'd be down double digits to like Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, right? Which, like which Deshaun, Deshaun Watson with literally no one on the team. <laughs> yeah, him and DeAndre Hopkins, and that's it. Yeah, you think were just triple cover hop, and that was that game plan. That was, done. that was the game. Yeah. All right, welcome back. Episode 9 of Drunk Off PNR. I am Eddie. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Aiden. Aiden, what is going on, my friend? We did it. Eddie, we're here. Super Bowl, Listen. over. Bing, bang, boom. Done. It is basketball season officially. All NBA. Only thing that is is hitting the headlines, NBA, NBA, NBA. We did it. Officially. The only thing stopping the NBA is COVID. That's it. Yes, that's true. That's full speed of, ahead. <laughs> but also, they kind of just full speed ahead through that anyway. But yeah, yeah they really, I mean, they pretend to care. Yeah, NFL pretended to care. They made it to the finish line, and Listen. their finish line came and went. So it's our time to shine now. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, baby. Right? <laughs> Adam Silver gets it. He's smart. Yeah, money, money, money. All right. So where where are we starting? Talk to me. Well, I guess let's start before we get into around the NBA and all the teams and everything that's going on in the actual headlines with teams. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what we just said. Super Bowl's over. It's NBA season. But doesn't it feel it's not intentional, but this makes so much more sense. It's a lot of so much better. Yeah. A lot of teams just hit one third of their season. Usually President's Day weekend this upcoming weekend is the all star break. Mm -hmm. That will be. Tentatively in March, this schedule makes so much more sense. They started it December 23rd. It's really around Christmas time, less time to compete with football. And this year you're going straight into the Olympics after your season is over. This makes sense. Always do this. <laughs> I mean, we aren't breaking any news here. You know, the, people have talked about starting on Christmas for years. It's always made more sense. In every, there's not one argument against starting on Christmas or like they did this year, right before Christmas. Once COVID is done in five years, because that's at the, that's where we are at this point. Once COVID is all done, 
they need to keep this. I agree. I don't know so, if it's you know the the this first half and then this second half, but you can figure that out. But the start date, the twenty fifth, the twenty third, wherever, like a weekend is the weekend before Christmas should always be the NBA's start date. Yeah, and I'm fine with non. I was always a big advocate start Christmas Day, but I think that twenty third thing worked where you have two games. It's your season opener. Mm-hmm. It's your team getting their rings from the year before. It's going to be a big matchup. And then you get into a slew of games on Christmas Day right. and kind of dominate that day as well. So that that really makes sense. That strategy is that opening week. You got opening day. You got Christmas Day. You're leading up that week, and it's as football season is dwindling down. Right. And, I mean, you put it perfectly. You don't have to compete with the NFL the entire first half of the season now. It's it's. I mean, it's a month and a half. at most. At, you start at the end of December. You compete all of January with playoffs, and then they're done by the first week of February. Like it's a month and a half that you have to compete with the NFL, which I know we call you know baseball America's pastime. The NFL, by far, it's not close, is the number one sport in the country. It's a ratings monster. It's a ratings monster. And it just, I love basketball. I love watching basketball. I love playing basketball. I love watching the Sixers play every single night. In October, I am not excited for basketball. No, right. like I love it. I really love it. But that is in the height of football season. It is right smack dab in the middle of the NFL season, smack dab in the middle of the college season. And they are the show in town. Why not make yourself the show in town? It's like, so going back to the gym after COVID, once they reopened, I go in and they have all these signs. Anytime you finish with a machine, got to wipe it down. Got to sanitize it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, why weren't we always doing this? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel with the NBA season starting in December and being at the third mark at the end of football season. Why weren't we always doing this? It just makes so much worse. I mean, even like high school, high school basketball starts like December, November. Mm-hmm. Why is the NBA in college starting three months before everything else? Yeah. It makes so much more sense to do it in December. Uh, and I mean, most of the guys in the NBA are, they're American. They celebrate Thanksgiving. You know, they don't want to be competing that during like holiday. Like that's a major holiday. I get Christmas is also a major holiday, but Thanksgiving, like that's one and two. And, and Christmas day, NFL Thanksgiving's always been the day, right? We always wake up, we watch the lions get the shit beat out of them every year. And, and yeah, and there's three games and it's great. And it's always their day, but Christmas, you can argue has always been the NBA's day. Mm-hmm. So make that a big event, right. make that a big, huge thing. College has taken over labor day weekend. They have a huge event to start the season. And really like even baseball, baseball has done a really good job of creating an event of opening week where there's games on national TV all day, that opening week. And it's an April. So again, they're not competing with football. So mm-hmm. you're just watching a marathon of baseball. The NBA seems to be the only one who hasn't figured out this opening week, just extraordinary event, right? Pepsi halftime show level, just event. Yeah. And the NFL is like those fans overlap with the three other major sport, uh, sports NBA doesn't. So like, the tail end of the NBA season. Yeah. You're running into the middle of baseball season, but that crossover, of course there is a crossover, but it's not as drastic as NFL to NBA or even NFL to baseball. Like 
the NFL fan or NBA fans and the baseball fans, those are different people. Yes. And uh, speaking of someone who likes both sports, when the, there's a different level of crossover, like you said. So you're crossing over an NBA starting when the NFL is hitting like the peak stretch. Baseball season is so long. June, even though statistically it might be the middle of the season, it's really not. Right. You'd still have July, August, September worth of games before you even get to the playoffs. So it's a little bit different. So again, even when you're competing with them and they're playing every day in June and you're having your NBA finals, you are still the show. So I think going forward, just like sanitizing your machines at the gym, <laughs> we figured it out. Let's stick with it. And I mean, last point for me on this, we've kind of harped on it a little bit where like because of COVID, the product hasn't been that great for most of the season. And that COVID is a big reason for that. But the NBA kind of always starts a little bit slow because that first mm-hmm. two, three, four weeks of the NBA season, those games genuinely don't matter. Like we're at the point now, you know, where every team's about 20, 25 games in. They matter 100%. They matter now. I know you always get like the Twitter trolls, like NBA doesn't matter to the playoffs. I'm not going to watch the playoffs. They matter now. Games matter. The ninth seed in the West is separated by like four games from like the three seed. The games matter now. Exactly. So your games really mattering would line up with the ultimate quote unquote big game ending on Sunday. So I agree with you. I think this timeline makes sense. You're welcome. NBA. We could do Adam Silver's job. It's not that hard. (sighs) Honestly, like we, I I forget what exactly happened, but like the last like three episodes, we put a show out. The NBA does something directly associated with the show from one of our suggestions. I'm just like, Maybe uh, someone needs to be writing me a check. I don't know what what is happening here, fellas. And also, I'd like to get it into around the NBA. I know you do right. too. But let's just talk about this for like one second. Okay. We fuck around a lot, you and I, like as our personalities. Yeah. But our takes keep playing out. It's like really weird. It's Money. like we're having these lucid dreams and then they wake up and occur. Like we talked Except- about. Russell Westbrook being overrated. And then that was like a big thing. And we talked about, obviously we called the COVID outbreak with Washington. And then like Adam Silver has been getting torched recently. And we're going to get more into that later. But like, that was our big take last week. I'm like, wait a second. We're just saying these things. And then they're coming true. Someone is listening. I don't know if it's Adam Silver, LeBron, God, I'm not sure who's listening. Someone's listening. And I want to check. Okay. (laughs) I want a big old check. NBA Twitter is listening for sure. 100%. Rob Perez, whoa, call me. DM me. I know you follow me. Sure. Uh, so into the NBA, let's pu- push everything to the side, get into the meat and potatoes. Where, where do you want to start? Let's start. You hinted at it before, the ninth seed in the West mm-hmm. and how competitive it is. So seeing that these last few seeds are very competitive, it's probably not a good idea in a one possession game to hoist up a three dude from half court with eight seconds left. Steph and the Santa Cruz Warriors are having a <laughs> tough go sometimes. And Draymond Green, wow. I mean, first, I don't even know why Draymond is in the game during that situation. Zero reason for a six-six center to be in the game, period, down two with eight seconds left in the game. First. Down three, which makes less sense because you need a three. Right. So and guess guess who shouldn't be shooting threes? 
True, I agree. The guy who shot a fucking three. Yeah. I mean, so if anyone missed it, I, I don't know how you didn't because it went super viral because what a bonehead move. The Warriors were having a little bit of difficulty inbounding the ball. They finally inbounded to Draymond, like on the logo. And instead of like running the play, getting the ball to Steph, he just like turns and chucks a three from half court with seven seconds on the clock. What are we fucking doing? <laughs> it obviously missed. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that goes without saying. Even if it went in, what the fuck? Yeah, so I do want to talk about the Warriors as a team in a little bit, but we got to talk about this game first because it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, the best part was the 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 pure anguish of the announcer <laughs> just being like, who couldn't control himself? He just goes, what was he doing? <laughs> like, you could feel that pain as a fan. Like, you've been there. You've seen your team make a boneheaded mistake, and you're like, how could he let me down like this? My favorite player, one of the best players on my team. How could he do this to me? That's how that announcer felt in that moment. It, it really was like his like soul just got snatched from like Draymond shot that ball, but he also shot like that announcer's like childhood. Yeah. And he just like watched it sail and completely brick and shatter on the backboard. That one of his horcruxes was the backboard in San Antonio, apparently. <laughs> I just, I don't, I didn't like watch any interviews afterwards. I'm not sure if Draymond talked about it. I mean, he must have, but like, I can't even pretend to imagine the mindset of, I have the best shooter ever, period, on my team, right there. I'm shooting this bitch. I'm shooting it. Seconds. I'm shooting it, pulling up. It's Draymond's time. Can I give my working theory as to going into the mindset of Draymond Green? Yeah, please. I need to understand. All right. So to to defend him a little bit, they were down three. Okay. There's eight seconds left. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked how many timeouts they had left, but I'm assuming they were inbounding from half court. Yep. Because they called the timeout. So it would have been smart for the Spurs to foul him on purpose. You get two free throws at the line with six seconds left. They would have to foul you, and you have to go down the court again in less than six seconds. So he probably thought, this guy is going to foul me. I'm going to hoist it up as he fouls me to get all three shots. Now, the guy who was defending him like kind of went after and then leaned back, didn't touch him at all, and there's Draymond hoisting it up. From half court was seven seconds, but I think that was what was going through his head. It, it would have made sense if the Spurs did foul him, and it would have made sense for Draymond to hoist it up and get three free throws instead of two to get the game tied instead of extending it that game that way, like the Spurs wanted to. So it, it's like a fair, it's a fair like assessment of the potential like mindset of Draymond. I think you're giving Draymond a lot of credit. I Yeah. I mean, you're, that, you're giving him a lot of credit. I mean, this feels like a J.R. Smith. I don't know what, how much time's on the clock type of situation. Uh-huh. Like I'm going to dribble the ball out. Oh, LeBron's yelling at me. Oh, game's over. Like that. That's what happened is in, in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. It's just JR Smith, they're like, please shoot the ball. In this situation, they're like, please do anything but shoot the ball. 
I mean, so first off, Steve Kerr, he can't be out there. If he's not inbounding, which he could have been inbounding, like he's a decent passer. That's the other thing is like I would have been okay with him being in the game if he was the inbound. Right. Like he's not an idiot. He's a he has a pretty good like basketball IQ. He's he's a good player. Draymond's not bad. He can't shoot half court threes, but he's not a bum. So have him be an inbounder or play his ass on the bench. Like yeah. there's no reason that anyone besides Steph should be shooting unless you know the Spurs are gonna foul, which if a team's going to do that. It's going to be the Spurs because of Popovich. And I feel like like people say it. I say it. You say it. Everyone says, foul. You're up three. Foul them. They never do. They just don't. like that. I feel like that doesn't happen at all. But it should happen at least like a little bit. With continuation in the NBA, I'm always nervous. You know, like, They never call that, though. Like Even if Draymond got fouled, they never call that a shot. It's in, such like, a gray area. Years. Yeah, it's it's so dumb because it, if it's the second quarter, I, I watch it with Joel Embiid all the time. He does the swim through motion, and it is a foul because a guy slaps down on his arm, but then he comes up again and gets two free throws out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that motion takes so long, and they award the, the the shot. But do that with a second left in the fourth quarter, and they're like, no, no, you didn't get it off in time. It's right. like the gray area in terms of what's a shot and what's not when there's a foul like that is just it depends on the timing on the clock, which can't be the case but it again it also depends on the player if steph does that he might get the call maybe not with like mm-hmm. a second left in the game but 13 minutes left or not 13 10 minutes left in like the second quarter steph's gonna get, might get that call and if Raymond's he pulls not. up if, if he pulls up from the logo with seven seconds left he has a legitimate case that yes i was attempting a right. actual legitimate shot draymond green Does under not. no circumstances should be taking that shot there's guys that have like done that and that's why i know like even if they did foul him they weren't going to give him that shot because chris paul's been trying to do that for years rondo's been trying to do that for years lebron's tried it like and then like role players have tried it too there are guys who have tried or are better than Draymond who it can, and some of them can actually shoot a basketball. They haven't even come close to getting that call. And it was a lot closer for an attempt than that. That's true. Yeah. So again, that was my line of thinking with Draymond as I, I think he saw that foul coming for, for better or for worse. That's where his mind was at. I do get it. Like they're trying to foul you in that situation, just hoist it up and hope for the best and situation you're down by three. But uh, for the Warriors as a team, I mean, this is a G League team with the best shooter of all time. They're the ninth seed in the West right now. How do you feel? I'd like to do a little bit of buyers and sellers because they are they are right there on the edge. I feel like the Warriors might be the one of like the most overachieving teams in the league right now. It, I mean, it's all because of Steph, obviously, but this roster is abysmal. This it's would be bad. a bad G League team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they got Clay's out for the year. They got a tough break there. I get it. Uh, I know Wiseman's out for like a week, I think. I mean, that doesn't really change much, but even like guys who they like signed or traded for and like the media was like, oh, that's like Kelly Uber is a perfect example. Oh, Kelly Uber is going to be really good at that team. Kelly Uber hasn't been good on any team ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. I don't know what their obsession is with wings from Kansas, but please stop. Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Uber, uh, just 
Golden State, please stop signing him. You are too smart for this. There's no reason for those guys to be on your team. I mean, like, I mean, Brad Wanamaker is a good, solid backup point guard. I almost said quarterback for some reason. He's a pretty, he's a good point guard, backup point guard. You have stuff, great. Clay's out for the year. That's tough. You don't have any other like Damian Lee. They're like trying to make a decent player. He's fine. Kent Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, like Kevon Looney. Like, what are we doing, guys? This is a bad team. Mm-hmm. Really bad team. It is a bad team. And that's why I think now here's my I have a cop out answer. Okay. I think they should be sellers, but I think it might actually be addition by subtraction. Like I think if you could get the Kelly Oubre contract off the books, it would benefit you in the long run. And in the near future, like this guy does not fit on the team. I watched a I saw a stat the other day in one of their games. Every single starter was uh in plus minus. They were a plus, and then he was like a minus twenty, which is just like hard <laughs> to do. Because you're playing at the same time as these other guys, it's, it's it's remarkable. But I think they could be sellers, unload that contract. Because uh, somehow this team is near the luxury tax, and uh, like they have like, the about. most expensive contract in the NBA. Or, uh, yeah, like I don't get it. I don't yeah. get how this roster is so bad, and they're just in, in debt. And again, like not having Clay, who's maybe the most underrated player in the league, all pro, all star, uh, and one of the best two way players in the league, like that obviously hurts and hurts your contract situation, your salary cap situation. But still, I mean, this is such an expensive roster and for no reason. Just the Wiggins contract, the contract for Kelly Oubre. I would get that thing off the books. That guy does not fit in the system. Maybe he can go to another team. Um, but you brought it up pre-show, the play where he is, they're on a fast break and his perfect warrior system. You can see Steph point to the other guy because Steph is streaking to the corner. You've got a guy in the wing. Kelly Oubre has the ball. One pass to set up the shot. Mm-hmm. They do it all the time. The extra pass to set up the three. Kelly Oubre just ignores it. Bricks yeah. a layup. Takes <laughs> two on one to the break. It's just, he doesn't fit. You got to get rid of him. There's three, it's a three on two situation, three warriors, and there's two guys. Kelly Oubre decides, fuck Brad Wanamaker and Steph Curry. I'm driving to the rim into two guys who are better than me, and I'm not that good, and I'm going to miss a layup. And like that was the beauty of the Warriors back in their heyday. I say heyday as if they play in the fucking 80s, but <laughs> right all the way back in 2016. But the, that extra pass where you you did not have the chance to play defense against them at the rim because they were going to spread you out, make that extra pass. By the time that ball got to Steph in the corner, you had no shot of getting there because you had to go from the ball to the guy in the wing to Steph, the best shooter of all time in the corner. You had no freaking chance. And right. now they have people in the system who just don't buy into the system like Kelly Oubre. And it was I mean, a couple years ago, obviously, it was a better team, but it was like Sean Livingston, Andre Godala driving to the rim, kicking to Clay, who would either kick it to Steph or fake kick it to Steph and just shoot the three himself. Because, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, he's also a top five shooter probably all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like all people who bought into the system and were great veterans. And now it just feels like they have a, guy, a lot of guys who have put up empty stats other places in the league who just just don't fit. And they're never going to. And I think you need to figure that out before Clay gets back next year. I think you could be sellers, and it'll benefit you in the long run. 
So I'm glad that you went sellers because I want to be on the different side of this. Okay. I'm I'm all in on buyers. I think okay. I think if you have a team like or a player like Steph Curry, unless he gets hurt like what happened last year, especially where mm-hmm. I mean last year was like he got hurt, but like he could have played. The team just had the worst record in the league. Yeah. They're the ninth seed. They are half a game behind the Nuggets for the eighth seed. And I mean, they're not going to catch the Jazz at any point. They're not going to catch the Lakers, Clippers, but they're seven games out of first place. Like, it's not like the craziest thing to say that they can make a run. I think this team, you know, you shed Kelly Oubre. You, I mean, they have some good picks. That's my that that was the biggest thing that convinced me. I, I was looking at pre-show. They have potentially two first rounders this year. They have one next year. One the year after, they have another one the year after. They just start selling picks. Mm-hmm. Attach a pick or two to Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Send them to Washington. Send them anywhere. Like just send get them back. out of. Yeah, send them back to Washington. I mean, fifteen million to Kelly Oubre. I think. Let me look it up. I think Andrew Wiggins is at like twenty eight, like something ridiculous. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> makes so much money. Forty three million to those two morons. Yeah, twenty nine thousand or million to Andrew Wiggins, fifteen to Cali Oubre, forty four I mean, million to those two. I mean, how you can you won't be able to you won't when Clay comes back you won't be able to contend if you have that much money tied up. That's um. So I guess I have a, like I'm with you. I think they should buy because of how good Steph is. But I think this is such a cop out answer. I think selling is buying in their situation. If they could get rid of these guys, they're going to be better off. Yeah, I. So the thing is, I don't think they can get off Andrew Wiggins without attaching it, things, attaching a lot of things and things that you might like. Like, I kind of showed on Damian Lee a little bit ago. He's not bad. He's yeah. a fine player. Um, but like Kelly Oubre, fifteen million on an expiring deal. Attach a first round pick to him. You can get a decent player out of that. You can get Harrison Barnes back out of that. You know what I mean? Like. But like you get even if like Harrison Barnes probably makes too much money, honestly. But you attach Kelly Oubre in a pick to some bum ass team, and then you Oklahoma go Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. You get they have eighteen picks, so maybe you can even build to the future that way. But like, just get a small contract for Kelly Oubre. I'm sure Kelly would be great in Oklahoma. That seems like a match made in heaven, sure. And then I don't like. There's a lot of just decent free agents that they can go get. I agree. For a team that has 18 centers slash power forwards, too, only one of them's big. They have James <laughs> Wiseman, everyone else is 6'5 playing power forward. Like it yeah. makes no sense. How their roster. Kevin, Draymond is 6'6. I'm on basketball reference. They have Andrew Wiggins, who came into the league as like a shooting guard, listed as power forward right now. Like this team is all over the place. And the only shining hope is that Clay eventually will be back. Yeah. That, that that's my whole thing is I, I that's I don't think they are competitive at all till he comes back. So make sure you're in a good position when he is back. So I think one no matter how they get there, I think they could go either route that you or I are choosing. But either way, they got to get there before he gets back. They can't trade Nico though. Not a chance. No, not I a mean, chance. Not if they ever want to see the NBA Finals again. That's the heir apparent right there. Once Steph's done, you hand off the keys to the kingdom. Has he gotten any playing time? I don't even know. Let's see. Let's see. I doubt. He's it. been on the imagine. team. 
Yeah, he's on a two-way contract. So let's see. It's, so he's been up with them. Like he's been on the bench. Yeah. So he has played in six games. Okay. So not bad. Not bad. Um, in those six games, he averages six minutes. Uh, he's shooting 23% from the field. Um, he shot, I think it looks like he shot two free throws, um, and averages one and a half points. So stud in the making Steph didn't come out. Hey, Steph wasn't a rookie shooting the lights out yet either. Okay. Give the guy a little bit. I agree. Give him some time, man. He'll figure it out. His dad's name is pace. Like this case man sounds awesome. It's I I'm not hating. No, I love it. He, oh, he played for the Warriors. He used to play for the Warriors in the 80s. That makes sense as to why they drafted him. That draft was pretty uh, funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, and I say used to play for the Warriors. He played his rookie year with the Warriors. So, you know. Oh, so, like uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, let's talk about, if you want, do you want to get into the Kevin Durant situation real quick before we get to our grand TikToks? It makes no sense. The Kevin Durant. I think that's, let's just start there. Makes no sense. I'm so confused. I've been trying, like in real time, looking back and just trying to like piece the pieces together. I don't get it at all. Not sure what's happening. You, you, if I were Adam Silver, I'd come out and go, you know, we fucked up with the whole thing. I'd say, you know what, we're not doing the All Star game. The KD thing, we fucked it up. We're sorry. Like, there's no way around saying anything else than we blew this. So I know it's a little bit old news at this point because right. it was last Friday. He was in the game, or he was out of the game. Then they let him play in the first half, and then they came back and were like, no, you can't play the game, and now he'll be out till Friday. Yeah. It was uh, – th- then he misses the premier matchup with the Sixers, so it's been a mess. Right, and Kyrie and, was out that game too, so it was kind of like James Harden against the world. Yeah, exactly. And Landry Shamit somehow. That guy gets in the Wells Fargo Center and he turns into Steph himself. Dude, Landry Shamit's getting DNPs. As soon as they play Philly, he lights it up. He had 22 points. It was unbelievable. <laughs> to be uh, fair, if he didn't give him 22, they were losing by 50. So That's true. That's what I'm saying. It was incredible. That goes to what you and me have been saying for three, four weeks now. If anyone's out in that team, they are a bad team. I that's exactly and especially this year when you yeah. don't have to just worry about injury and there that that's perfect example so you had one injury one covid scare and all of a sudden you're putting out the ninth best team in the east you're right where the warriors are you have one guy the offense runs through just one person and and harden and we saw how that worked out the second half started the sixers they didn't let simmons cover Harden in the first half saved his energy. Second half, he covered Harden. They trapped him all the time. They locked him up. It was a 14 0 run. Next thing, the game was over. I don't even think Harden played in the fourth quarter, but Got that, him. like, they are dangerously close to that happening. Yeah. I mean, just not to get too far away from the KD thing. I, I don't understand if, if, if he's deemed that he can't play, then he can't play. Like that's the end of the story. Same thing with Seth Curry. I don't care that he didn't get his test back or was inconclusive. That then he doesn't play that game. That yeah. Like we gotta stop pussyfooting around this. Like either play the games and have like actual rules, or just like don't even test. Like who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such bad optics lately. Just with that situation, and then with the All Star game where it's like. You guys had such a great plan with the bubble. And I don't want to spend too much time talk, complaining about COVID because we can do that. We've been able to do that every week since last March. Right. But it's just like you guys had such a good plan, and now you have no plan at all. 
And I, I'm sorry. I would have just assumed that when you decided that you were doing an all-star break, that you may have talked to the all-stars. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe you should have shot a text to LeBron James and be like, yo, March 7th, you in? All-star game. Atlanta, want to do it? Like, maybe you probably should have done that before you set all these things up. Because now you have egg on your face with all these guys saying, hey, this is probably a stupid idea. When the when the team captains from last year, LeBron and Giannis, both say, hey, we probably shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Now you look like an idiot. I, I do want to say, and I, it sound, I'm not sure if they're going to have the game still. I'm going to go on the thought process that they're still going to do it because money. Money. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, every player that said something, and I agree with them 100%, I don't want them in that game. I don't want them play. They can get select. I do. LeBron James does does not play in the All Star game. I don't That's care true. if they have it or Kemba Walker. You do not. Kemba's not going to get voted to an All Star game. But Kemba, you do not play in the All Star game. Giannis, you are not playing in the All. Like you can't come out and say you shouldn't do this, and then when it comes around, you do it. You cannot have it both ways. I agree because you get all the good press, and then a month from now. When we just forget about what you said, because that's what's going to happen, because it happens every time. Then you play in the game. No. No. I I, I will not. I'm going to remember this, and I will light this fucking podcast on fire (laughs) if LeBron James, Giannis, Kemba, who's not going to play, obviously, and whoever else spoke out, because there were a couple other people. I will burn this bitch to the ground. (laughs) I I think you are correct in being livid if those guys pretend to be these fake social justice right. warriors were against this for COVID and then just show up in Atlanta anyway. But uh, I think there's been a few guys, but I just doubt that this happens, but it's just so mind blowing that they pulled off this intricate bubble situation down to the T and every detail worked out perfectly to just like, not even ask the players if they wanted to do an all-star game. Like, Hey, we're trying to pull this off for you guys. Like this is your game. Do you right. want to do this? It just that that part blew my mind. Like you didn't talk to the NBA PA and there's all like Kyrie Irving, I know he goes on these vision quests and isn't available for 3 weeks, but you didn't like ask him and Chris Paul, "Hey, how are people fit to like Chris Paul is playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's a popular name so he could get some votes." You were like, "Hey, how how do we feel about this?" Hey, Chris Paul, would Devin Booker come to the game if we had it? I I just don't know why it was so avoidable to be publicly shamed about this. Yeah, I don't know. I I am kind of stuck on the players. Just you you guys can't play. You really can't. Because if you do, you are no better than than the NBA, who like makes a big deal about it. They have the bubble, and then once they see how much like money money they lost because of the bubble and the no fans they're like well you know atlanta is gonna let people in so maybe we'll have it there and you know maybe we'll just have a thousand ten thousand you know who cares you can't do it the super bowl just had twenty five thousand people in it that was the dumbest shit i've ever seen you can't have an all the nfl didn't even have a pro bowl you can't let the nfl beat you in games that don't matter i don't know mlb canceled their all-star game their season Uh, hasn't even started yet yeah, well, no, no, last year they did. Oh, okay, okay. But they were just like, we're doing 60 games. We're not doing an all-star game. Screw this. Uh, you're right, Pro Bowl. They were like, no, we'll just do a virtual award show. 
But and then like you're flying all these people in Uh, again. I don't want to complain about it because we have the opportunity to do so every week. But I just don't think this is something that we needed to complain about. I just think it was so avoidable. Do you do you Joe Embiid want to play or not? Do you James Harden want to play or not? Which is going to be a yes for him. Sure. But (laughs) like all these guys, do you Anthony Davis? Do you want to play in this game? It's that easy. Right. They get the votes back. We get the votes back every week. So you see who's leading. I mean, I guess there wouldn't be a vote, but like you have an idea in your head who's going to be in this game. Right. Ask them. Do a survey. Yeah. Or don't. Just don't have the fucking game. Or just don't do it just, on your own. Yeah. yeah. Say you could. It would have been so easy. It would have been actually, it would have been good PR for you. Very good PR. Yeah. Uh, but before moving on, I do just want to say, and I've been saying this for years, just screaming to the internet abyss. I can't stand that fans vote for things that actually matter. No fans should have a vote in the all-star game at all. I would, if NBA reporters weren't so. Oh no, they pompous. fuck them too. No, they're idiots yeah. too. Yeah. Like the, let, let the coaches and or the players decide. I see. I disagree with like most fans and then also like the reporters but right. then also like the players, I, I don't know. It's just I feel like I'm in disagreements with all of them. I do yeah, agree let, with let you though. Let me and Aiden pick. Let me me and Aiden pick the teams. Yes, I think we would be fair. Yeah, but I mean, that fans should... have like I think Clay is like almost to the starter, and it's like guys, he can't first off, and also he hasn't played yet, fellas. He hasn't played a game, and it's just like you always see like guys pop up in the All Star voting and it's like a joke and it's like this is another easily avoidable problem just figured out yeah i like i what i always thought would be the best is either let the coaches and or the players choose but you can't pick anyone on your team that's fair like, like you get x amount of like votes so let's say every coach gets five votes and you can't pick anyone on your team that's fair i think that would be like That'd be that would be the most objective way to do it. You know, it'd be cool if they let like lower to mid level front office people, like the guys who sell the tickets. <laughs> I would love you that. get to vote. You know, oh, I'm all in on that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like that's that'd part of your job. I think it'd be cool to sell it, or like you, you know, like there's people who are in charge of season ticket programming, right? Or just like events at the at the arena. Let them vote. Let them be the voice of reason. I think Listen. that'd be a cool part of their job. They, those people are so underpaid. The people who sell the tickets to these games make entry-level salary, work a nine-to-five, and then on game day, you don't get to leave at five. You're there for the game, and then you're there for the cleanup after the game. The least we can do is let them say, yes, Anthony Davis should play in the All-Star game this year. <laughs> I always I always find it funny, especially now where there's no fans for most of the games, where like security guards just standing with their backs to the game. That must be fucking hell. Yeah, to not yeah. only stand for five hours... Just straight, but also just like look into the abyss, not be able to watch the very athletic, very entertaining game going on behind you. Yeah, it's always that and at concerts, it's the most awkward. Like, imagine just like hearing this going on behind you. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. I'd be so yeah. mad. <laughs> I could never do that. Let the security guards vote. Right. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. All um, arena employees decide. <laughs> only else. the arena employees, but you can't vote for the guys <laughs> that play regularly in that arena. I like that. Lock it I in, the, Adam. Yes. Steal this idea too. That's our next idea. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So our TikTok for the week. Main event. 
I mean, I'm kind of this is this is a little bit different than what we normally do. We usually do, you know, you know, top five teams, power rankings, MVP, you know, shit like that. This is pretty cool, I think. And I'm gonna give all credit to Aiden because he picked it. I didn't do shit. I'm just here for the show. Um, so Aiden, break down, tell the people what we're doing. All right. So here is what we're doing today. Like you said, we usually do rankings. What we're doing today is letter grades so far for NBA teams. You're a third of the way through. I'm going to give a team. Mm-hmm. Eddie's going to give me a letter grade. Eddie's going to give me a team. I'm going to give them a letter grade on the standard A to F grading scale. Right. And so everything's transparent, just like our you know MVP picks or power rankings. He doesn't know the teams. I'm going to have him grade. I don't know the teams. He's going to have me grade completely blind. We're going to give a grade on the spot, a little summary of why we gave that, you know, instant grade. And we're going to let it rip as always. Do you want me to give you one first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to go West coast. Okay. I'm going with the Kings. Ooh, you did this to me. Knowing that in an hour of this recording, <laughs> they are playing the Sixers. <gasps> if you know how my brain works, I will not disparage a team. I don't want to jinx the team. Uh, but no, and honestly, like they have been, aside from the fact that I don't want to jinx the Sixers tonight, they have been good. I think the Kings are almost overachieving at this point. I don't think I either so. of us had them in the playoffs when we did our preseason playoff rankings. I would give this team in terms of like where they are a solid B plus. I think I like the Aaron that. Fox is came into his own. He was named player of the month. Mm-hmm. We are, are apparently big player of the month guys. A player of the week, uh, player of the week, player of the week. Sorry. Player of the week. Yes. And at this point I'm looking at the standings. They're, them and the nuggets have the same record. Who would have thought that at this point in the year? Now it's because the nuggets are underachieving, but right. still I think like they've been pretty good so far. Uh, yeah, no, they're t- being tied with the Nuggets right now, and you know, we're tw- they're twenty three games in, so take it with a slight grain of th- salt. But like again, these games matter now, so we'll mm-hmm. see how it works out. I had the Nuggets at the two or three seed to start the year. I said the Kings were going to be the fourteen seed in the West. Yeah, so I mean, look, and if ahead. you look at the standings, they have some distance between them and like the teams that are out of the playoffs. They're a half game out of the six seed right now. Yeah, I mean, we kind of like gave Luke Walton a lot of shit, but like maybe he's just good at his job. Also, maybe De'Aaron Fox is just a fucking animal, like I said two, three years ago, but who knows? Yeah, I I love as soon as De'Aaron Fox cooked Bonzo Ball and scored 37 on him and attacked him in that game, I was like, I'm in. I'm with you. I've been in since Kentucky. I've been in. Shaved head De'Aaron, a different monster, too. He got faster. He's, there's Somehow. not as much hair. He was the fastest guy in the league, and I was even faster. <laughs> no one can stop him. That's fair. All right. Uh, for my first team, how about I go east? Okay. Let's see here. Ooh. How about the New York Knicks? Okay. Hmm. So I'm going to go I might I might look at this a different direction. I'm going to go a C, C minus. C minus okay. for the next. Here's my reasoning. 
They're 11 and 14. They're the ninth seed right now. I mean, they're half game behind the Raptors in eighth place. I don't think the Knicks want to be good. And that's why they're not higher because they tried so hard to be bad and they're just like beating good teams. The Bucs, the Celtics, like they're just winning games against good teams. They have no business winning. They don't want to win. Julius Randle's just like, I'm going to be most improved. Screw you, Jalen Brown. I can't argue with that. I'm also a big Derrick Rose guy. I think adding him. Newly acquired. And I yeah. like Obi too. I think Obi still has a chance to be pretty good. I know as term in terms of how rookies go, he's not up there with like Lamelo and uh, right. the other guy from the Kings, like <laughs> like he, not Lamelo. Uh, what's his name? Halbert. Like yeah, Halbert. Halbert is stud. Yeah. So yeah, I, they're, they're, so you said what C or C minus? Oh yeah, C, I'm gonna go with a C. Um, I mean, he also have, like they're the nine seed, but they're the nine seed in the East. They're 11 and 14. They're like bottom of the West. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's why I chose them because they're right on the cusp of making the playoffs. <laughs> but at the same time, like we're used to the Knicks being like, all right, where are they going to end up in the lottery? But they could right. make the playoffs. We don't know. Yeah. They'd be right between the Rockets and Grizzlies for the 10 11 spot if they're in the West. So not a huge drop. But I think you could also argue the Grizzlies are underachieving. And they're a half game behind the Knicks. So, there. All right. So, my next team for you, let's stick in the East, the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh, I was thinking about that for you. Um, this may be another team for me. I won't go as high as B plus as I did for the Kings because, again, they do have a losing record. And I think part of this is the hype around LaMelo. Mm-hmm. But, if you would have told me that they were 12 and 13 at this point in the season, I would have been like, okay, sure. Right. Yeah. Now I will, I will give them this. They are the sixth seed. So <laughs> That's crazy. I guess, I guess it depends. Like if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, they'd be 12 and 13 at this point. I'd say, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. If you would have told me that they were the sixth seed at this point in the season, I probably would have been like, uh, are you sure? So are you higher? Yeah. So I guess I land right in the middle. With that being said, with those two spectrums, I'll say C plus. Okay. I don't hate that. I think you know Terry Rozier is having like a game here, game there, where he just lights it up. Lamelo's he started a little slow, but he's been he's been good. He's probably the leader for like rookie of the year right now. For sure. And Gordon Hayward is what I thought was gonna be like a bad contract signing as someone who just had him on my, my team. <laughs> He, I mean, he's 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 earning the money. He's playing. He's probably the best. He's playing like the best player on that team right now. It was a peculiar signing, is what I'll say. It was something. It was something. Yeah, it's like they're they're ceiling. I don't know. They're like they've been playing better lately, so I I'll stick with C plus. Yeah, I also get the feeling like with the Knicks, we've talked about it before. The Knicks sneaking in the playoffs, I can see them taking someone out. I can't with the Hornets. I think the Hornets get swept if they're in the playoffs, no matter who they play. I think right now, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm looking at it. No, no, the Celtics no, the are four. Yeah. So they would play the Nets. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not beating KD, Kyrie, <laughs> Garden in, I mean, in a seven-game series. But. Any of the teams in the top eight right now, obviously not the Hornets, but I think all of those eight teams, seven teams, beat the Hornets in four or five games. I think that's fair. Like yeah. if they played a, a seven game series with the Hawks, I'm taking the Hawks every and, time. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to say any more teams because there are some teams on here that right. I want to shoot to you. So, but okay. with that being said, I'm I'm not staying in the East. I'm going to go West real quick. How about the Houston Rockets? I think the Rockets really fumbled the bag with the James Harden trade. I've really? come around on it. I've come around on it. Yeah, because I mean. I blogged it when it happened. We talked about it on here. I think they could have got more. I think they could have got Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons obviously was the best player available. You know, I mean, if it's between Vic and Ben Simmons, it's Ben Simmons. I mean, all the picks they got, they're going to be in the mid to late twenties. They're all Nets and Bucks picks. So, like, okay, you can probably trade those, but. Who really is giving up much for a you know 26 pick in the draft? The team's not good. They're not doing as good as I thought they would do with or without Harden. I don't know. I, I, unless something's changed and I missed it, Vic doesn't want to be there either. So like I I like how like the team likes each other, you know, like Boogie, John Wall, Wood, like they're all like gelling nicely. DeMarcus Cousins has been very vocal. Where it's like, I came here because I wanted to play with John Wall. End of story. I can respect that. I can appreciate that, especially as a Kentucky fan. <laughs> the team's 11 and 12. They're in the 10th spot right now. And I don't see them like trending north. They are, I, if they ended the season at 10, I would not be shocked. Fair. What's your oh, letter so grade? For, yeah, I forgot about the letter grade. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a D. Wow, D. I'll give him a D plus because they traded Harden, but for all the reasons I said, including the Harden trade, they get a D. That's why I picked them because it's multifaceted with the Harden trade and where right. you would be at with a team without Harden. And I think when we did our playoff preseason rankings, that was the first thing we said. It's like. Depends on if Harden is on the steam yeah. past this point. So that's why I chose the Rockets. It is back to you, your third one here. The Nuggets. I mean, this might they're they're we just talked about them. The Kings are better than them. The Trailblazers are better than them. The Spurs are better than them. The Suns are better than them right now. Jokic is having close to an MVP season. But this is a team that was in the Western Conference Finals. We were talking about them being flat out just straight better than the Clippers. Not a fluke. Not a right. blown through one lead. It's hard to give them anything above. A, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I'd have to give them like a D. They're, they're 12 and 11. Is that the only shining like, light is Jokic? Yeah. I mean, all right. Maybe with Jokic, I'll, I'll give it a, a, a C minus. Is that fair? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trending D. I'll do D plus. How about right in the middle between D and C minus? (laughs) I'll give them a D plus for him alone. But, I mean, this is a team that if they were to to lose one game, the Warriors would be in the playoffs right now. And if if it weren't for the Mavs playing so poorly, I think we'd be talking about the Nuggets a lot more as the most underachieving team in the West. Right. No, for sure. 100%. I I don't even have anything to add. You're correct. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Let's uh so here's one. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. We've okay. been doing teams right in the middle. Oh no. The Milwaukee Bucks. Aiden, they did lose to the Knicks, so <laughs> that, talks some, 
I like can't be a plus. <laughs> Listen, it makes you think. That's all I'm saying. Um, how much of the off season am I pulling into this? As much as you want. You are the teacher. I'm, I'm just thinking of the Bogdanovich, how they fucked that up so bad. Because this team is mu- – like, they're a good team, obviously. They're a significantly better team if they have Bogdan. And that's a fact. Yeah. And I think they lost a pick for that too, didn't they? Either them or the Kings. Someone lost a pick or got fined. I can't remember which oh, the Bucks, got what. That was the but, Bucks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They got fined for tampering. But, yeah, so I don't I'm, think it's I'm, a If I'm taking – the offseason and Bogdanovich drama into consideration. I'm gonna go B plus. Okay. I'm gonna go B plus. They are 16 and 8. They are 9 and 2 at home. They've on a five-game win streak right now. They have the two-time defending MVP who's not gonna get a th- third MVP, but whatever. Drew Holiday, clearly an upgrade. They overpaid because of what their poor choices of Brogdon a few years earlier. But it is what it is. I I just don't see if they, it's not the Sixers at one, it's the Bucks at one. I'm done with the Nets. I'm done with the Celtics. The fantasy's over. Mm-hmm. It's Bucks Sixers. That's the only two teams who are gonna. I don't know if the, like the Sixers are gonna end two or three or four. I don't know where they're ending, but the Bucks are ending one or two. This team's good. But because they fucked up the Bogdanovich trade, which would have made them significantly better. And they might be like, I don't know, 20 and four if they didn't ruin that. They get a B plus. Can't sneak into an A when you get tampering charges. That's fair. That see, that's why I picked them, is because they are the second seed. They are one game out of first at this point. But at the same time, they were a team that was in the spotlight last year and the, they were the clear runaway with the one seed. So uh, that I thought they were, despite being really good, that might be a good one to throw it. Right. Okay. So how, you've done two or three so far. I've given you three, which means did I you? I gave you two. Okay. You gave me the the who'd you give me? I gave you the Kings, the Nuggets, uh, and the Hornets. So we're both done three. Three each. All right. So okay. we got one more here. Here. All right. Hmm. I'm going Suns. That's a good one. I think they'll get my highest grade here. They were a team where they were right on the cusp. We wanted to root for them. We said this is going to be a fun NBA league pass team. Mm-hmm. We wanted to see them take that next step. They were really good in the bubble. They won 8-0. and And we're like, will they take that next step and continue that, have that longevity for an entire season? So far, they have. They're the four yeah. seed. They're 14-9. and nine. They're going to be a team I give an A-. minus. I think if you would have told me at the beginning of the season there's a four seed, they're 14 and nine, and really, I mean, the three top three seeds are running away with it. But right. they have, they are clearly to me better than they have been the best team of that second tier of teams. And I think that's the step that they wanted to and needed to make this offseason. So good for them. I will give them an A minus. And I mean, as much credit as possible to Chris Paul. Yes. I mean, obviously there's other moves that were made and, you know, players just getting better, you know, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they just like continue to get better because they're young guys. But Chris Paul really turned that team into a actual contender. Like, right now, the play of the ended right now, it's Suns Spurs. I'm taking Suns. I would too. I think yeah. I would too. No, they're a good team. 
they're not like you just kind of mentioned they're not going to sneak into the top three i think that top three is locked and they'll be fighting between each other for like seating but as so far they've been the best mid-level western team yep yep if they if they make it to the second round of playoffs that's a that's a victory for this year oh to go from not in the playoffs to winning a playoff series absolute win so uh, i think a minus they'll give someone a tough second round too i think if they played if the season ended today and they beat the Spurs in the first round, they would play the Jazz in the second round. And as good as the Jazz have been, again, we're, we're not going to say too many nice things about the state of Utah. So I think that would be an interesting playoff series. I agree. Also, not a state, not a state, not yeah, a state. Bar- barely cracks the top 50. Right. <laughs> All right. So for your last one, I'm going to stay out west and I'm going to stay in the middle tier of those teams. Give me your grade for the Trailblazers. I was hoping you were someone was going to go with the Trailblazers. I was hoping there were three teams I wanted to hit: Suns, Kings, Trailblazers. Glad we all we got to hit them all. Nice. I'm so confused by this team. <laughs> like genuinely, don't understand. They shouldn't be good. I don't even really know if they are good, but they're just winning. And I think it's because Dame. As much as I like shitting on Dame, I, I like him. It's just kind of funny. He's like putting up MVP type games every night i think they're overachieving i think they were lucky to make the playoffs last year i thought it should have been the suns but in my opinion they got robbed if if you're gonna go undefeated and still not get in the playoffs you shouldn't even been in the bubble bad move adam silver um i think i really did think they were going to be like a 10 to 13 seed so to be at six again the 12 and 10 is nothing crazy on the good faith that I have with Damian Lillard, just keep it, keeping up what he's doing and hitting monster 40-foot threes, I'm going to give the Blazers a B plus. I think that's fair. And they've done, they have dealt with a lot of injuries. For, so for them to be in the playoff hunt at 12 and 10, I think you could, considering the roster situation and it's not how you wanted your, situ- your roster to look, Mm-hmm. 12 and 10 is pretty solid to be at. So I think B plus is fair for the trailblazers. Yeah. And I do kind of feel like when it's all said and done, they might be on the outside looking in, but as of today, they've been impressive. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's fair. We'll see though. Some of those teams in the middle, you just don't know. And they have one of the best combos in the backcourt, if not the best. So that could carry them the whole way if they needed it. Right. I mean, it's like this every year. I mean, the ninth seed is three games behind the five seed. So a lot of things can change. <laughs> it's two good weeks here, man. Two good right. weeks here in March, and you'll be all right. Come fresh, rejuvenated out of the fake all-star break, and you could really make a break for this five seed here in the West. I really I really like the um, – I, I like the Kings. The Kings have been surprising. I think they could maybe not pop up 6-5. I think they might get swept in the first round, but they're going to be like the seventh seed. I'm, I'm impressed. I would like to exercise my Fifth Amendment right at this time as someone who's about to play the Kings in less than a half hour. Yeah, whatever. I will use my Fifth Amendment right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's our top four. Um, I do want to mention real quick, we kind of touched on it. The Mavs are the most disappointing team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it. I, I just wanted it needed to be said. Dallas, don't yell at me. Facts are facts. Your team sucks. Sorry. It happens. Happens about the Celtics suck too. Don't worry. I mean, they're the four seed, but they still suck. Don't it's fine, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a winning record, so 
Hey, listen, 12 and 10 and 11 and 14 aren't that far apart. It feels really far it apart. It feels really far apart. <laughs> no, it's, it, there, there's those scores where it's like, you know, 35 to 30. That's nothing. But 37 to 42, that's a 30-point lead there. Mm-hmm. It, the way the numbers <laughs> flip is crazy in my head. How the numbers feel. The numbers don't feel good at 11 40. No, 42 to 35 is a crazy score. But, you know, same point difference five minutes earlier is nothing. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do, and I, I say it every time we kind of mention the Mavs, I want nothing to do with Luka Doncic. Another one where you were like overrated. It was like one of the first things. And people were like, how could he say that? And now they are 11 and 14. Listen, and I'm not a Luka hater. Like I like him. I love Luka. I say I love Luka then. <laughs> Listen, you can't come at me with he's averaging 28 and like nine. I don't care. They're the 11 seed. Don't talk to me about Luka. <laughs> I won't listen. They, I, We do two podcasts. I do two podcasts, and we have TikToks for both. My favorite TikTok comment so far is the guy who started an argument with you by saying, uh, Luca's not overrated. He should be in the MVP candidacy, although he's having a down year. His His first statement in terms of why he should be in the MVP case was he's having a down year, but. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not how that works. Listen, you can't say that. There are guys who didn't win the MVP last year having better seasons. What? How is Luca even in the conversation? The fact that, I mean, it's all hype. It was all hype. And again, I like Luca. He was never an MVP candidate last year. He was never even shouldn't have even been in like the top five of like MVP betting boards all season long or all preseason. And he was, and it's because of the hype and you know, the foreign aspect, what the fuck ever. He's a really, really good player. I like him a lot. If you mention the letters M V or P and Luka Doncic is anywhere nearby, I'm going to throw a shoe at you. I'm done. You're going to get struck. I'm assaulting bitches now. Stop it. I'm done. Right. You're right. right. Hashtag Eddie was right. He was right. This podcast is right. Drunk off PNR was right. <laughs> Drunk off PNR is right. Also, I called uh, them the 11th seed. They are the 13th seed. Even Don't worse. talk to me. <laughs> Goddamn Dallas Mavericks ever again. KP stinks too. That guy's a bum. I've, I've been on him being overrated. I, I was tricked. I, I was tricked. <laughs> the unicorn tricked me. Not anymore. Uh-uh. Not Mark anymore. Cuban. Mark Just Cuban, no more tricks, babe. <laughs> You're done. You're done in these streets. Oh, all right. All right. You, you got anything else tonight? No. I'm going to end on the uh, on the fuck <laughs> Dallas Mavericks train. <laughs> We're going to end it there. <laughs> you got any any hot t- – do you have anything to say about the Wizards? You want to yell at them? I hold on. I actually do. It's funny you bring that. We did not plan this pre-show, and I totally forgot. I did not. I forgot to write it down. It's kind of about the Wizards. Okay. I know you're not the biggest hockey guy. Right. The Flyers. So they're having a COVID situation right now. Mm-hmm. Guess the city no. that they just played. Was it DC? It would be DC. Uh, you are correct. Oh, buddy, <laughs> what is happening? The fucking District of Columbia. You're done. <laughs> We're done canceling all sports in DC from here until the, the worst. Time. That city has had the worst month anyone could ever ask for. Oh, no. <laughs> 
That's right. I'm glad you brought that up. I'll end it on that. I had a joke about the capital. I'm not going to, I'm not, we're done. No, we're not <laughs> going there. Um, I did just pull up like current games just because I have my eye on this Pistons game. The Pistons have six wins. They just beat the Nets. The If you're a good team, the Pistons will run your pockets. They mm-hmm. beat the Lakers, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Nets. That's four wins. I need, hold on. No, I need to check. Who, who else did they beat? Because they, they're just running ready. through playoff teams. They beat the Lakers again. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I read that wrong. <laughs> I was about to say, why would they even play twice? <laughs> no, they did play twice. They're February 6th, Lakers beat them in overtime. But overtime against the Lakers, that's kind of good. Uh, hold on. Real quick. Real quick. I'm sorry. They beat the Heat. That's a bad team. And they beat the Suns, which is a good team. So they have six wins, five of them against top four playoff teams in either conference. Yep. Unbelievable. I think that's even better ended on that. Good for the Pistons, kind of. Good for the Pistons. Send me Blake Griffin for free, please. The Celtics need somebody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you for watching. Uh, Drunk off PNR on Instagram, on not Twitter, on TikTok. Make sure you smash the follow button hit the subscribe button like rate i don't remember all the terms but do them please thank you the terms (laughs) we'll see you next week